Deep in her heart was a conviction that Owen would, in spite of all her spells, marry at last a frump, and this from no evidence she could have represented as adequate, but simply from her deep uneasiness, her belief that such a special sensibility as her own could have been inflicted on a woman only as a source of anguish. It would be her fate, her discipline, her cross, to have a frump brought hideously home to her. This girl, one of the two vetches, had no beauty, but Mrs. Gareth, scanning the dullness for a sign of life, had been straightway able to classify such a figure as for the moment the least of her afflictions. Fleda Vetch was dressed with an idea, though perhaps not with much else, and that made a bond when there was none other, especially as in this case the idea was real, not imitation. Mrs. Gareth had long ago generalised the truth that the temperament of the frump may easily consort with a certain casual prettiness. There were five girls in the party, and the prettiness of this one, slim, pale and black-haired, was less likely than that of the others ever to occasion an exchange of platitudes. The two less developed Brigstocks, daughters of the house, were in particular tiresomely lovely. A second glance, a sharp one, at the young lady before her, conveyed to Mrs. Gareth the soothing assurance that she also was guiltless of looking hot and fine. They had had no talk as yet, but here was a note that would effectually introduce them, if the girl should show herself in the least conscious of their community. She got up from her seat with a smile that but partly dissipated the prostration Mrs. Gareth had recognised in her attitude. The elder woman drew her down again, and for a minute as they sat together their eyes met and sent out mutual soundings. Are you safe? Can I utter it? each of them said to the other, quickly recognising, almost proclaiming, their common need to escape. The tremendous fancy, as it came to be called, that Mrs. Gareth was destined to take to Fleda Vetch virtually began with this discovery, that the poor child had been moved to flight even more promptly than herself. That the poor child no less quickly perceived how far she could now go was proved by the immense friendliness with which she instantly broke out, Isn't it too dreadful? Horrible, horrible, cried Mrs. Gareth with a laugh, and it's really a comfort to be able to say it. She had an idea, for it was her ambition, that she successfully made a secret of that awkward oddity, her proneness to be rendered unhappy by the presence of the dreadful. Her passion for the exquisite was the cause of this, but it was a passion she considered she never advertised nor gloried in, contenting herself with letting it regulate her steps and show quietly in her life, remembering at all times that there are few things more soundless than a deep devotion.